The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Angie Sweatland is with us today. How are you doing? Doing very well, and how are you? I'm doing great today. Now, your new book is called I Know You By Heart, Navigating the Dementia Story. So what gave you the idea, first of all, to write a book about dementia? Is it your own personal experience or does it just interest you? It's a combination of things. I worked uh, for over 40 years with elders many of whom had dementia, and I um, created curricula to train nurses and nursing assistants in working with those who have dementia. Um, And now I volunteer uh, with individuals who are helping their family members uh, struggling with dementia. I've also had my own family members who've experienced um, Alzheimer's disease and other types of dementia. So a cumulative uh, assortment of yeah. Uh, reasons. Mm. Yeah. And how did you first start to get interested in that type of work, working with people with dementia originally? Well, I originally, when I was majoring in social work or hoping to, I um, actually thought I'd work with teenagers, but then I had the opportunity to study at the University of Nottingham, actually. Um and work with a, an adult day center. Um, the, the individuals who came there used to sort nuts and bolts that were swept up from the floor of the Raleigh bicycle factory <laughs> and wow. make a few pence that way. And um, I realized then that um, I was uh, generally quite impatient with teenagers mm. and that uh, working with older adults was more, more my... Um, going to be my field. So I started back in when I was at university and then um, continued on right out of college, working in recreation therapy Mm -hmm. um, in a nursing home. And uh, then my career grew from there. Yeah. And being impatient working with teenagers, I guess, I don't know, working with people with dementia, does that still require a bit of patience, I suppose? It does require patience. It certainly does. Um, But it's a different kind of patience. You Mm. you have to slow down instead of speed up. Ah. Um, And so you slow down and you pay attention to body language, um, emotional expression, facial expression, tone of voice. 
so you tune in differently. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't have that particular gift. It's really a gift. Yeah. Uh, but it's, um, I, I find being with people with dementia strangely soothing. Mm. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. And to write this book, how did you gather together all the information you needed? Did you do research or was it mostly working with these people that you kind of knew what you were doing? Um, it was a combination of things. Mm. Um, in order to prepare curricula, to train staff, there's always research involved with that. And then there's direct experience. What uh, we found over the years is the best way to train uh, carers is to uh, tell them a story that will remind them of a resident or a patient, um, a client that they know. And they'll go, oh, yeah, that's just like Mabel. And suddenly that it'll click and they'll be able to provide the right kind of service. Yeah. And kind of talking about dementia overall, how would you actually describe what it is? Because it's one of those things that we hear about it all the time. But if you were to actually describe exactly what it is, I don't think most people would hit it on the nose. Right. So dementia is an umbrella term and yeah. the um, it's a collection of diseases, just like cancer is a collection mm. of diseases. Um, some of the forms of dementia actually can be remedied if they're caused by medication or uh, infection or post-surgery reaction. Um, But most dementias are intractable. They can't be cured. Um, And Alzheimer's is the most prevalent type that most people know about, 80%, we think. Um, But there's also um, a lot of people who have a mixed dementia, so they'll have little strokes that cause uh, damage to the brain, and then the Alzheimer's is layered on top of that, or they can just simply have vascular dementia or Lewy body disease, so many different types. But they all cause brain damage, and um, the brain damage is an ongoing process. Uh, and we don't have a way to halt it, and we don't have a way to uh, reverse the damage um, at this point in time. So the symptoms progress. Yeah. Um, in some with Alzheimer's, it's pretty linear, um, but it's it's about brain damage. It's brain failure. I like to say hmm. um, we don't like. I think people are afraid of anything bad that happens to the brain, right? So yeah. we're afraid of mental illness and and we're afraid of dementia because we don't like to think that that's sort of the seat of our personality is our mind. And so to think that it just like any other organ in the body can fail is really scary to people. Yeah, and I guess it's very different from most mental health issues because I think I'm right in saying you can find dementia by doing a scan, whereas I don't think you can find like depression that way, can you? Right, that's true, that's true. But the scans are pretty new that we've yeah. been able to find, yeah, but now you can really see the damage. Yeah, and do we know what causes dementia? Because, as you say, there isn't a cure yet, but are there ways that we can prevent it that we know of yet? Well, two separate questions, right? Yeah. So um, what causes it is is typically uh, proteins. Lewy body disease is an abnormal protein. Um 
And uh, there's a protein called tau that's involved with Alzheimer's disease, uh, beta amyloid plaques that form in the brain. Uh, but then with vascular dementia, it's actually um, small strokes that interrupt mm -hmm. the blood flow to the brain. And it, the brain just is sort of eroded by that. So that's one question. Yeah. But in terms of avoiding dementia, um, there, there are a couple of strategies that I recommend um, that people employ to protect their brains because yeah. you can build cognitive reserve. You can build up extra brain cells because the brain we know from treating stroke victims will rewire itself around damage if it has enough brain cells to work with. Mm. So build up cognitive reserve by learning something new, whatever your age, a new language. I'm trying to learn how to play the keyboard, the piano. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a new language. Uh, so the other most important thing is physical exercise. So getting lots of blood flow to the brain, assuring that your brain has the capacity to build up a reserve. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's been some research recently, I don't know about the US, but I've heard in the UK about all these footballers getting Alzheimer's and dementia because they've headed footballs. Does physical affliction on your head cause dementia in any way? Do you have any evidence at your end for that? Well, it certainly can. And and we have with, um, with American football, have and and um, hockey yeah. um, certainly have uh, similar issues uh, with with brain damage. Wrestling, boxing. Yeah. Um, some famous boxers boxers have um, experienced this. So, anything that causes damage to the brain is going to um, it cause a different type of dementia. Uh, but it has relatively similar symptoms. Yeah. And are there any unique symptoms to dementia that isn't just getting old and losing your memory, which, you know, because I think some people are nervous about getting it checked out. Like, yeah, everybody loses a pen every so often, but there's a difference between that and having real symptoms, I suppose. Well, I mean, everybody loses their keys. Yeah. Right. Um, but Forgetting how to use a key mm. is is a step beyond that. Everyone gets lost if they're trying to go to a new place. Yeah. Whether it's getting off at the right stop or whether it's driving, you get lost going to a new place. But going to... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A familiar place where you've gone every week for 10 years getting lost that's mm. that's a different experience yeah um so but it's not just a memory there are other personality changes there are changes to hygiene there are changes to personality um that can occur uh with with dementia as well forgetting how to use um a common object mm. Yeah. That that's a symptom. So there are there are 10 major symptoms that occur with Alzheimer's disease um that are fairly I'm sure the Alzheimer's Association in Britain also publishes this same list. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Sounds yeah. about right. And if you're finding yeah. yourself doing all these things, forgetting how to do stuff, how should you go about getting help? Um the, the first thing that you should do is talk to your doctor. That's mm. what I would say. Um, most people don't report these symptoms themselves. Someone else tells them. Ah. Mom, you told me that story already. Yeah. You know, mom, this is the third time I've heard this. So someone else is noticing it. And we have, um, we do a good job of protecting our egos, most of us. So we will be in denial of the symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> so someone else often calls it out to us. But going to a physician, your your family physician, your family practitioner, who um, will be able to give you brief tests. And it, barring that or going beyond that, um, there are memory care clinics. There are tests that can be given um, very short 30 question tests that will really help to identify um, whether or not what you're struggling with is dementia or whether it's simple forgetting. Yeah. And for these family members, what's the best thing they can do to help their family member that is suffering from dementia kind of remember things or just help in any way? Help, yeah. 
Well, the first thing is to be encouraging and not discouraging and not get frustrated and not be constantly correcting because that causes embarrassment and embarrassment causes more confusion. And it's just so unhelpful. Uh, So offering to go along with your parent or your sibling, if they need to go to the doctor saying, I'd like to go with you and I'd like to explain what I'm seeing Mm. and hearing. Um, It is kind of one of the first steps you can take. Again, remember denial is so strong. Um, And, and people, you know, who are in their eighties and nineties, 50% of people over 85 will have dementia. Think what they've lived through. They, they've toughed out a lot of things. And their default mode is to um, minimize the bad things. And yeah, you know, so it's very hard to get them to admit that they need help. Um, So using whatever resources you can as a family member with them on the medical side or with the Alzheimer's Association or with a social worker to help you have those conversations um, with your parent. It's typically a parent, but it might be an aunt or uncle or even a sibling. Um, just call on all the help you can. Yeah. <laughs> and 50% of over 85 getting it. I take it then dementia is now one of the leading causes of death then. Well, it, it is for people who are lucky enough to live to be 85. Yeah. So um, I always say there's a word of hope in that because if only 50% of people over 85 have dementia, and in the U.S., the, um, the average life expectancy is 79. It might be slightly higher. Yeah, I think in it's Britain. about 81 or something here. So, haha, yeah, we so, get an extra two years. There you go. <laughs> um, so, so if that's, that being the case, then most of us aren't going to have dementia. Yeah, okay. But it's still high rates, I suppose. Yeah, but, but on the other side of the coin, most of us, if you're not going to need a carer, you're going to be a carer because <laughs> yeah. work it out. Fifty percent, um, <laughs> you're you're in one half or the other. Yeah. Um. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I <laughs> I'd rather be a carer myself, but I, in fact, I have been. Um. But anyway, I think that a lot of even those with Alzheimer's disease typically die of something else before the Alzheimer's actually takes their life. Yeah, I suppose when you're that age, there's so many other things that you're likely to get as well. So Mm -hmm. it can come to you early. And once you are kind of diagnosed with dementia and are in the early stages, do things like working your brain and the preventative measures help to kind of slow it down a bit, even though you've already got it? Yes. Yes. I mean, there are things you can do to slow down the progression. There are a couple of medications you can take. Mm. Um, one's called Aricept, another's called Namenda. There are other, other. they may have different names. Yeah. Um, of course, there's the generic version and so forth. Um, but those medications do slow the progression of the disease. So that can be important. Um, and then continuing to stay active and engaged 
people who have dementia tend to withdraw mm. um, often because they're embarrassed. Yeah. Um, find, word finding is one of the big issues. People can't find the right word to express themselves. They forget the names of people they've known for years and all of which is just embarrassing. So um, encouraging social engagement is is critical as well. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to the book, who would you recommend it for? Is it for people who know people with dementia or can it be anyone that's interested or is trying to prevent themselves or others having it? Um, it I would recommend it for anyone, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, the intended audience, the primary intended audience is a family caregiver. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I've sold a lot of books to professional caregivers as well. And um, if you're interested in the disease process itself, I try to give a pretty good um, explanation, particularly of what happens to the memory, what, why memory failure occurs and um, how it happens. Um, so I try to, to talk a little bit about that in a, an approachable fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of books out there. Um, some of them are very uh, professorial and not very accessible to the average person. Yeah. Um, and some of them are exceedingly long. Mm -hmm. And um, nobody wants to pick up a book that's 400 pages long and read about all the things that could go wrong. <laughs> you don't want that at all. <laughs> yeah. So I tried to keep it short. Mm -hmm. um, and just give a fair amount of practical advice. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good to be optimistic about some things, even mm -hmm. if they are terrible things. Well, it's true because the people, one of the things that I say um, is that uh, the body may fail and the mind may wander, but the spirit remains intact. Yeah. The person inside is still very much there. Mm -hmm. And our job is to reach whatever is still intact in that person. Yeah. And and so we can still remain in touch with the the essential soul of the person, if you will. Yeah. Um, without getting religious. Um it, it people are really each individual is unique and that unique nature of each person remains. So how do we reach out to that person? That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. Absolutely. Well, if we're interested in having a read of this book, where are we able to find it everywhere? Well, the quickest way to find it is on Amazon. Yeah. Um, you can you can get a version for your Kindle or you can get a paperback version on Amazon. Nice. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. It's been a very interesting chat. Well, thank you for having me, Toby. The throbbing pulse of sound, of sound. The Toby Gribbon Show.